Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two. Craig Mission, Joe Pizzapia. This hour, we'll find out, is the wrong team favored in games in the NFL this week? Also, we'll go back to school with Joe Pizzapia. A little trust or bust as well. Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two of our show. If you're listening live on the iHeart app or on the FNTSY app, thanks so much for making us part of your day today. Of course, we have Sean Guastamacchia producing the show. You can go back and listen to the first hour on demand. Download the Stitcher app, a really cool podcast app if you don't have it. It's really simple, easy to use. But, of course, most of you who have uh, iOS and or you have Android, you can just subscribe to the show as a podcast. It gets populated and sent directly to your phone just make sure you hit that subscribe button. And also, if you wouldn't mind, please give us a rating, hopefully a five-star rating for the show. So our show gets populated and much higher in the iTunes Store or Google Play Android, however you listen to it. So thanks so much for doing that. Uh, okay, so this week in terms of wagering, Joe, let's uh, do a quick segment here on this. There are a lot of games where the lines are three or less. So that's going to set up for a dangerous week. And I want to go through about seven games. Now, out of these seven, Joe, uh, there are the lines are real low, three or less, and there's no question that the, at the very minimum, two or three dogs are coming out on top of these. Okay, so uh, we'll go through these games, and I'm going to ask you: Is the wrong team favored? So that basically means: Do you think the opposite team is going to win this game? Now, we're not going to do the Ravens; they're 14 point favorites. We're not going to do the Patriots; they're 18 point favorites. But I do want to jump on some of these smaller spreads and. Obviously, you also have the right to change your mind before Sunday, but because this is early in the week and certainly things can happen. So you ready to roll? Yeah, I am, man. That was a hell of a setup, and I got goosebumps. So you're like, all right, it's down to this. There it is. Three, three Gotta make last. the final decision. Oh, Here we go. Woo. All right, all let's right, go. 49ers at Bengals. Bengals are a point and a half point favorite. Is the wrong team favorite in this game? Yes, I definitely think the wrong team's favorite, considering that defense of Cincinnati uh, and the 49ers. Hey, we went out there on the road and had a good first game. Why not do it two in a row? So, yeah, I do think so. What do you think? Uh, Weird line. Weird line. Uh, Line tells me Bengals win. Don't know why they're favored. I agree with you. San Francisco looks better, but it feels like Vegas is pulling you toward taking those point and a half with the 49ers and the Bengals end up winning. That's my initial thought. So uh, I do think the wrong team looks like they're favored, but uh, 
don't know that I would take San Francisco here because why? If it was flipped, where you take San Francisco? Yes, I would. I would feel better about it. Yeah. (laughs) The line is dragging you toward taking the Niners. I hate that. Uh, Okay. uh, Second game here. Bills minus two at the Giants. Wrong team favorite here. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, it's another commuter flight for them. They went in there last week, which is hilarious. Or maybe they just stayed. I don't even know if they just stayed for the week and practice somewhere because, I mean, it's practically a home game. They're still in the same state. And that Bills defense is really good. That secondary is going to take a lot of Eli Manning, whatever weapons are left uh, away from him. And not only that, that's going to allow them to get some pass rush, probably. And we all know Eli Manning and pass rush are not friends. So, yeah, I do. I think the two is another one. I love that Bills. Well, the team, right team is favored then in this case, not the wrong. Team. Oh, that's right. The right, my, my, the right team. Yes. The right okay. team is favored in this one. My apologies. Okay, yes, yeah. And I, I agree with you there, too. I would take Buffalo. OK, so the, uh, I do not think the wrong team is favored in this one. I think the line is correct. OK, Chargers minus two and a half at the Lions. Joe is the wrong team favored in this. Game. No, the wrong team isn't favored because the other team is the Lions. <laughs> like, I just can't. I, I can't. How many times? How about how can, three? How about if you got three? Would you take the Lions in that case? Or no, would you still, you still no. take the Chargers? Yeah, I would. And and look, I was the guy last week beating up on the Chargers, right? But it's still the Lions. And I, I mean, the Chargers are just a better football team all the way around. Whereas the Colts, I thought, personnel wise, are still a very good football team, save the downgrade at quarterback. And I know it's a massive downgrade, but still, uh, I don't know. I think the right team's favorite here. Do you? I'm going to pass on this one for now. I don't have a good feeling one way or the other, and I don't want to give out information that I think is wrong. My lean would be to take the Chargers, but I don't feel great about it either way. I didn't get I didn't get a good feeling one way or the other on Detroit after that game last week. Uh, Vikings at Packers. The Packers are minus two and a half in this game. Is the wrong team favored in this one? No, I think the right team is favored in this one. I think you you should favor the Packers by a field goal or less because I think the Vikings showed you uh, that they are going to be a respectable team again. And I think you always have to favor Aaron Rodgers at home in, in Lambeau. I think that's just part of it. Opening day too, there, you know, it's going to be a, a hot crowd. And I think that has a lot to do with the emotion of it. And it's a div- in-division game. Now, look, in-division uh, uh, in-division opponents here, and especially uh, rivalry opponents, always are tricky, but I still think the right team's favored. Do you? No, I, I think the Vikings uh, I think the Vikings have a shot in this one. I would make a final decision on the bet Friday, uh, but this is basically telling you the Vikings are a better team than the Packers if the Packers can't even be a favorite at home. So I, I do think the Vikings look like the right team here. Uh, Bears at the Broncos. The Bears are minus two and a half at Denver. Is the wrong team favorite in this game? Yes. Yes, I, I do. And as much as I love that Bears defense, it's a tough place to play, to go into Denver and win. It just is. And I think the way Trubisky played in that first game, I know he's had some extra days to think about it and maybe work on it, but I don't think it gets easier when Von Miller is on the other side of the ball. So uh, this might not be a pretty game. But I actually do think the Bears are the wrong team to be favored here. What are your thoughts on the Bears? Yeah, I agree with that. I'm not really sure about this one. Uh, Denver's a really good home team. And through the years, they've come through as a dog, like a huge hit rate. So uh, this could be one of my picks for the week. But obviously, I would agree that this uh, the Bears should not be much of a favorite at all over anyone, let alone going to Denver. Uh, Broncos are much better at home on the road. I think we may be in the same scenario here on Sunday night, Joe, where the Eagles are one and a half at Atlanta. Wow. Falcons not favored in this game <laughs> at home. I don't know. I must be missing something here, Joe, nope. because to me, 
Uh, I mean, I, I I think the Falcons have a great shot to win this game. Uh, I'm with you. They were. Uh, dude, all I know is that Eagle secondary made Terry McLaren look like Julio Jones. So what are they going to do with Julio Jones in that building coming off a loss in that team collectively? Uh, uh-uh, no way. This to me has upset written all over it. Yeah, Fal- Falcons are one of those teams that you hate betting on because they'll disappoint you over and over again. Mm-hmm. But man, like I just can't believe at home a team like in terms of power ratings, like how much higher are the Eagles and the Falcons in power ratings? Four teams better, five teams better. Not that not significant enough for me. Very strange line for me on this one this week. I had that circled. Uh, And then the final one here, I threw this one here in the end because I think this ends up being three by the time the game goes off, Joe. Uh, But right now, Browns are minus two and a half at the Jets. Uh, Are the should the Browns be favored in this game or should it be the Jets? No, I think the Browns should be favored. They are a better personnel team, but oh my goodness, this is the one where, you know, I'm I'm not always happy to see the Jets win, but if the Jets won this one, this is just continue that hilarious narrative of watching Rome burn and uh, Odell Beckham's going to play the fiddle. It's just going to be awesome. Like I just, <laughs> you know, they're just they're someone's so going to be zero and two. I mean, someone is really, baby. Yeah, someone's going to be zero and two and not feeling good about their season for sure. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. That's our uh, little spread indication here at least early on in the week of course these lines are going to change a lot before uh sunday but that gives you an idea as to what we're thinking here we'll take a quick time out when we come back it's time to go back to school with professor joe pizapia don't go away This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? 
Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 961 961 961 Fantasy Sports Today brings you... Oh, back to school. Back to school. What's your favorite subject? Foosball. Really? <laughs> it is time to go back to school. Joe Pizzapia, Craig Mish with you here on the show. For those of you who go way back, not a lot of you, I guess, listening to this into the 80s, you may remember the movie uh, Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, one of my favorites. Of course, that's uh, showing my age a lot there. If you want to look thin, hang out with fat people. Yeah, it's such a shame, man, that that uh, that the 80s movies don't get more love. But, of course, I was a kid of the 80s, so one of my favorites there. And also you heard there in the open, little Billy Madison there, too. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, check in with Professor Joe Pizzapia. He's going to teach us some fantasy lessons from week one. So class is officially in session. Uh, Joe, lesson number one, give us today from Professor Pizzapia. Well, lesson number one is that Craig Mish and I are soulmates because... Rodney's one of my favorites. Easy Money is a classic. Easy Money. I'm great. also a child of the 80s, mostly the late 80s, but still the 80s nonetheless. And I remember getting taken to see Back to School in the theater with Me my too. dad yeah. and and just laughing my butt off. And 80s movies are absolutely back again because I've been showing my kids all summer. We watched Back to the Future last summer. Oh. We watched um, what else? The Money Pit, another uh, Tom Hanks 80s classic. Uh-huh. Uh, so we've done a lot of the 80s movies and they love them. They think they're absolutely hilarious. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, love that. They can't get enough of the 80s movies. So Ooh. go back, watch them with your kids. Everybody wins. So uh, the football lesson number one is that Lamar Jackson still has room to grow but he's on the right path already. And for those people who are still really concerned that Josh Allen was at a different level than Lamar Jackson, I don't think that's the case. Now, granted competition is the problem. That's what everybody keeps pointing to. He was so good, but it was against, you know, a a substandard NFL team. And that is all accurate, but that doesn't take away the fact that he still makes the plays. What do they always say? You have to make the plays, right? I mean, the, the Steelers will tell you, you have to make the plays. I'm sure Dante Moncrief will tell you that too. After all the balls he dropped, no matter how good you are, or how bad you think you are, it's all about execution. And Lamar Jackson and the Ravens executed. And I think what you take out of this, too, is the ripple effect of the rest of this offense. This is a very, very fast team, one of the fastest teams in the NFL collectively. And I think you can take out of it that Hollywood Brown has the potential at least to be a thing this year. And you should be aggressive on the waiver wire. Mark Andrews has a really good chance to be a high floor and even potentially a high ceiling tight end as well this year. And that Mark Ingram isn't dead yet. And all the people that wanted to mark off Mark Ingram as a guy you couldn't draft, I think is ridiculous. So to me, uh, there's going to be some moments where the Ravens will struggle, just like every other team. But I keep looking at the schedule ahead of them, and I think they have a lot of winnable games and a lot of fantasy upside in some of the contests. So that, my friends, is lesson number one 
uh, you, you taking notes? You feel good about that? Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Look, uh, you know, it's it, it's a very hard dynamic to be so in love with your players and fantasy, especially after that performance. Um, you know, I early in the week I said I'd be surprised to have to see him throw five touchdowns the next two games combined. I'll stick to that. But you're right. I mean, you always uh, have to be happy with your guys. He's clearly on the right path. But let's also, you know, take a look at this as be happy, be thrilled where you got them, but also temper the expectations for understanding that that game is going to be hard to repeat. Okay, so lesson number one is in the books. Joe, what about lesson number two? Lesson number two is the Chiefs defense still stinks. They do. 428 yards given up in this one and to the Jacksonville Jaguars, not a prolific offense and a Jacksonville Jaguars offense that mostly did not have Nick Foles in that game. That's a problem. That's an issue. And they're going to, we're going to play the Raiders and they're going to outscore the Raiders because the Raiders on defense are not very good either. However, it doesn't matter. They're going to drop 40 and they're going to give up 30. I'm telling you, this is the kind of defense they have and all the noise about them being better and and uh, making up the deficits of the things that they lost, that is a bunch of nonsense. That is completely insane. They did not do it. They added a piece in the secondary with Matthew. That's it. They lost a giant pass rusher in D4. They lost uh, a bunch of veteran leadership, whether it be Barry or, some, or Houston. It's just you don't just have that happen and get better. Now, maybe they will play better over time, but I'm telling you right now, this is a team that really should be concerned because – they are going to play a lot of teams that like to throw the football on their schedule. And there might be a couple losses where it's just maybe a couple bounces of the ball go the other way. And it's going to be the defense's fault. And it might even cost them home field advantage. Now doesn't look good for them. Hard to argue that I thought that Minshew was way better than anybody could have expected him coming into that game. Normally when a backup quarterback, Joe, a rookie backup quarterback comes in, with very little pedigree, they struggle in a big way. He tore that defense apart, even though that you know you kind of knew at that point the game was more or less over. I think that's an excellent point. And for those of you who are you know basically stacking your Chiefs defense in either DFS or season long, you could just cut that team, man. There's just there's no reason to own them. All right, uh, final one. You've been on this train now for months. Uh, one of my favorite kids at Florida Atlantic University loved watching him play, uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, Joe is your lesson number three. We see his name here on the big chalkboard here. Devin Singletary in big letters. What do you got for this one? Huge letters. Enorm- I, how, how big can I get the font here? That's what I want to get. I want to get a giant font for Devin Singletary because I get it. He didn't run the ball a whole lot. But did you see when he did? I saw all four of his attempts live as they were happening. And let me tell you, they were impressive. And I'm telling you right now, this is... This is not going to go the other direction. It's only going to get better from here. It's the first game this guy's played in the NFL. Of course they were going to get Frank Gore the ball. Of course they were going to be a little careful with this kid. But he played a ton of snaps. That's a first indicator that they're comfortable with him in pass protection. They're comfortable with him on the football field and his knowledge of the offense. Number two, when they did give him the opportunities, he was very good. In fact, you could make the case that without him, the Bills' comeback does not happen. Okay? so. Number three, he is part of the new regime. He is part of this youth movement, and they've been successful turning the page quicker than not. And I think that's something that Buffalo Bills fans are excited about. That's something the organization is comfortable with. And I think they're starting to feel like, hey, we just beat the Jets. We have a real opportunity here because the Dolphins are terrible. 
yeah, maybe the Patriots are pie in the sky, but if we handle our business in this division with the rest of the teams and maybe play the Pats tough and maybe we get one W out of that because they played them tough last year, maybe, just maybe, the Bills could be a playoff team. And I don't think they're a playoff team necessarily with Frank Gore touching the football 20 times, but I think with Devin Singletary, they could be. And I think they know that and we know that and fantasy owners need to recognize that. And I would have them in the lineup this week against the Giants. Wow. Yeah, I hope so. And and I have... Uh, you know, big shares of him too, but I don't know, man. I I, uh, I, I hope that that is the identification of it. Uh, one of my favorite bets was the Bills over their seven wins on the season, but uh, only five carries last week. So, uh, so let's kind of let's let's you know double down here on Singletary, not with the the amount of yards because I think that's almost impossible to quantify. So I will say this, Joe, this week. In the game that he plays at the Giants, I'm going to set a Vegas total of 11 and a half carries for Devin Singletary this week. Are you going over or under 11 and a half total carries for Singletary at the Giants? Carries, not touches, just to be clear. Carries. I'm going to say carries. I'm going to take the under, but not much because I think it's nine or 10, but I think he's going to make a couple catches too. Okay, so that's uh, borderline flexing this week. Itself. I think he's a boy. I think because of the upside he gives you with the athleticism, he can make the most of those carries again, just like he did last week. And the Giants defense is not as good as the Jets defense. So I think you're looking at a real opportunity there for a good flex play. I really think he I could be flex so. this week. I hope so. I'm, I'm not going to go there yet, but I've got him and I'm stashing him and I'm hoping. I definitely am hoping that that uh, ends up happening. So that's kind of our uh, little. Uh, Professor Pisa Pia segment for today. And of course, if you guys have any suggestions, you can let us know uh, at Craig Mish at Joe Pisa Pia 17 as we uh, close our textbooks from that. A uh, quick question, by the way, speaking of kind of stashing running backs, I saw Darwin Thompson cut Joe in a couple of leagues that I played in last night. Do you think that it's time to 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 punt on him at this point and and, and let somebody else grab him and, and hope for the best? I was really hoping for a lot for him this season. Now I'm not cutting him. I'm going to, I'm going to hang on another week or two to see, but does that make sense in a 12 team league to cut Darwin Thompson at this point? Or do you still hold him? Um, I'll tell you what I, I want to hold him too. I've got shares as well. I'm not ready to punt on him, but if you, if you are a great bench, let's say, and you have an opportunity to pick up one of the top five guys, let's say you have a need a tight end. I go with the need a tight end because you can have all the bench depth and all the great, possibilities six seven weeks from now but can you win week two is somebody going to help you win week two and if so and he's the odd man out then i think you make the move if you have to we'll take a quick time out when we come back next we dive into a little trust or bust fantasy sports today rolls on after this Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You are so busted. Week two of the NFL is just a few hours away, and you could become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by using DailyRoto.com and the DFS lineup optimizer. Registered users are winning thousands of dollars each week by playing Daily Fantasy and using the service you can too. If you're using DFS and you want to use a program that wins and a company that wins, it's simple. Go to dailyroto.com or else you're doing it wrong. Sign up for the NFL annual pass with a faster optimizer, smarter projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Dailyroto.com, where millionaires are made. It is time for our Trust or Bust segment. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish back with you. We got full-time fantasy coming your way, coming up at the top of the hour. So let's get right into it, Joe. And let's talk specifically about matchups. And Thursday night in our fantasy football trust or bust, we have Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers going up against that Carolina defense. We had Adam Ronis earlier in the show talking about Tampa Bay. He's still in on Winston. You got to be in on Winston if you're in on Godwin Thursday night. Fantasy football trust or bust, Chris Godwin. Uh, well, Godwin saved his value with the touchdown catch in the bad game for Winston. I'm hoping there's a better game in there. I have to trust just because I, I, I've, I'm all in on, on Mr. Godwin this year. So I'm going to trust him and I'm going to hope that uh, at least even if Winston, if this was as bad as Winston's going to be and Godwin was still okay, then maybe there's room for improvement. So it's a trust. And I'm saying it like that because I'm not 100%, but it's a trust. 
Yeah, tough call. I think you got to probably start him based on where you draft. Have him. to start him. Yeah, so that's not even a question of starting him. It's just what you think you. I'll tell you what. Are you worried? Like at your flex? Are you making sure you have a little bit more boom in your flex if you're starting him? Uh I, I don't know that I have a choice. It just kind of depends on what kind of league I'm in. But I have him in in one league this year, and I won last week with him. So I'm just going to kind of hope for the best. In the I put it this way: in the league that I have, that I'm starting him as my wide receiver two. I'm starting. Uh, I'm starting at running back uh, Philadelphia's running back who's escaping my mind right Miles now. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, yes. So I'm He should have a him. good week this week because the Falcons I'm, hope, I'm hoping for some upside there. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping for upside there. Okay, uh fantasy football truster bust. Uh, we talked about him earlier in the show. Let's go back to it again. Vance McDonald of the Pittsburgh Steelers Sunday versus Seattle. Fantasy football truster bust. I'm going to say bust because I think it's going to be a big juju game. And uh, I think that's going to be a big James Conner game. And there's only so much to go around. So if I really think that's what's going to be the case, and there's guys like Waller, guys like Hawkinson, who might have bigger roles potentially in their offense by comparison to those guys McDonald has to compete against, I'm going to say bust this week. I, I mean, that's just that's just my feeling. It's my gut of how they're going to attack Seattle. We'll see if it's true. But I think you, you attack the corners, not so much the middle when it comes to the Seahawks. All right, fantasy football trust or bust. Let's move to the Oakland Raiders. You mentioned Waller. How about Tyrell Williams, who came up big in his first performance with Oakland? They're taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. You've been pretty clear on how you feel about the Chiefs. (laughs) So Tyrell Williams, fantasy football trust or bust this week only, Joe, against Kansas City. Trust. Trust him all the way. Love him in DFS this week, too. Why not? I mean, the target's got to go somewhere. And uh, the Chiefs have trouble guarding anybody. Also, by the way, in that game, this uh, news just broke that Jonathan Abram uh, possibly might go on IR with that shoulder injury. He's got some torn ligaments in there, uh, torn labrum and a rotator cuff. So uh, the shootout might get really ugly (laughs) in there uh, with Oakland and Kansas City this one. But I definitely, definitely will trust uh, Tyra Williams this week against the Chiefs. It feels like a pretty solid wide receiver three, no doubt. And by the way, uh, we didn't even mention Williams in terms of ad drop at waivers this week. I think uh, it goes without saying if he's on the waiver. I wire. just assumed he was owned in yeah, most I, leagues. I would he's assume be owned so in like 85 and 90% of leagues anyway. I agree. I agree. Maybe not 10 team leagues, but whatever. Yeah, worth mentioning, though, for for those of you who uh, who need him. Um, he's on OJ Simpson's team, if that makes any difference to anybody else. But. <laughs> All right. Uh, fantasy football <laughs> trust or bust. Uh, Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons Sunday night against the Philadelphia Eagles and Ridley, the one-two punch with Julio Jones. What do you got? Fantasy football trust or bust Calvin Ridley this week only against Philadelphia. I'm going to trust him. And I think this comes from the concept of you've already mentioned it in the show. And I think it's very true that sometimes in the NFL, you see one team look terrible one week and then they go home and they look like a completely other different team in that week. And I think that's what the Falcons are going to show you. And yeah, it was very exciting that the Eagles came back and all, but they really got embarrassed in the first half of that football game by Washington, Washington, the Redskins. That's not a good football team, not on either side of the ball. And not only that, they kind of had to keep pace with Washington in the second half of that game. So I think the Falcons are better than they showed in this first one. I think they went out there, they laid an egg. I think they go back. They, uh, you know, they say, Hey, look, it's terrible. We got to have a little more self-respect. They hit it hard in practice. And I think at home, they will show up again and they will get going. And I think Calvin Ridley will be one of the men, many beneficiaries of that, including a bounce back game for Devonta Freeman as well. So I'm looking for bid things uh, out of the Falcons against the Eagles. And I'll tell you what, too, we mentioned it before in the, some of the wagering we discussed, too. I, I don't understand how the Eagles are a road favorite 
when at home they struggle to take care of their business against the Washington Redskins. I don't see it. Yeah, and, and there's some lines that that look uh, weird where I don't want to touch it, but I have a feeling that I'll be uh, that I'll be in on the Falcons by the end of the week. But uh, I'm going to give my, I always give myself till Friday to kind of make the final decisions unless I think a line is going to move significantly, and I don't think this will. I think that that Philly will be a favorite come Sunday, but I don't. It, it may go down to one, but I don't think there'll be a significant move there. I could be wrong. We'll see. Okay. Uh, uh, teams that that have a kicker. Here we go. Uh, fantasy football trust or bust. Uh, Adam Vinatieri. I know this is like you know, sometimes a wasted conversation in fantasy because some leagues don't use the kicker. But I have the question for you, Joe. If you own Adam Vinatieri and you use a kicker, are you using him this week against Tennessee, or is it cut and add somebody else? Fantasy football trust or bust. It's a hundred percent bust, and it breaks my heart. And it's a hundred percent cut, and it breaks my heart. Sorry, I, I love Adam Vinatieri. I just do. He's Italian. He was a patriot. He was a a guy or the greatest clutch kicker I've ever seen in my lifetime. I don't know if I can name another one anywhere near as good for as long as he was. But it's done now. It's over. And this isn't new. That's why I keep trying to like shake everybody. And I wrote as one of my ten things on fan tracks that I hate. I hate the fact that it's come to this, but it also isn't new. When you go back last year, let's not forget the playoffs where he missed some crucial kicks there. We're all looking at each other like, oh, wow, I guess Adam Vinatieri finally had that bad kick. And now that the margin of error is so small Mm -hmm. for this Colts team, you just can't afford it. You have to have a guy who's money. Now, the hard part is finding somebody this time of year, right, that can fill that role. But I feel like at this point in time, Craig, don't you think that there's probably better options out there floating around in free agency, a kicker than Vinatieri? Yeah, I think that this is, as we've talked about, the two uh, reactions that I've had that feel like overreactions, but I think they could be right uh, from week one, as we talked about yesterday. My first one, and I feel bad for Adam Ronis here, but look, Adam is a better fantasy player than me in virtually every single thing that he does, so I'm going to assume that he's right and I'm wrong on Winston, but I am going to stick with Winston uh, being a bust, and and I'm not going to go off that. I just have seen enough through the years. And the other one is Vinatieri, and I and I am also sad for this one, Joe. Now, fortunately, I'm not playing in a lot of kicker leagues this year. A couple of leagues I'm in have eliminated that, so I feel good about that. But I think you're right. I, I just think that the Colts' offense is not prolific like it would have been with Andrew Luck, and so we know that. Um, there is some school of thought, by the way, to having a kicker on a team like that that doesn't score a lot. Justin Tucker has proven that through the years. The Ravens haven't had a great offense, and Tucker basically makes everything. But I am scared, and I do think that if you're playing in a 12-team league, I think you cut him. I think you pick somebody else up, and if somebody else grabs him and he goes on to have a great rest of the season, well, kudos to them. Congratulations to them. Uh, There are some injuries, of course. We have a change with the Jets. We have a change uh, last week with San Diego. Their punter did great, by the way. San Diego's punter kicked a a bunch of field goals and extra points. But I think that you're right on Vinatieri, and I think that ends up being the case. Do do you, by the way, as it pertains, and I apologize for not knowing this in advance, do you analyze kickers each week, Joe? Like, do you go through this or do you just you know, look at best matchups and stream? I mean, how do you usually no, handle kickers? I, I don't play in any leagues with kickers anymore. I think I've got uh, the one that I have is the Roto Football League that okay. I have, which is also IDP. So kickers are even still down the trough and you have to start two kickers every week as a 12 team league. So it can get a little dicey there. But basically what you do is you just you have your two kickers and you don't waste dropping guys in the waiver wire and picking them up unless there's really somebody significant or if you have an issue like Vinatieri where you're going to fall behind. And I think this is why you kind of take kickers out of it. It's such a weird variance. And I hate agreeing with Jake Seeley sometimes, but hey, he's right. I mean, in terms of that, you got to get rid of kickers. It's just, 
it's not fun. It's just it's another piece of the puzzle. You just luck. they're the there's last no skill. There's no the, skill. It's luck, that. and and then the there's always those that one person in every league who you know drafted uh, you know Zerline in like, <laughs> like the tenth round. You're like, right. oh, oh come on, like it's just crazy. It's just stupid. And and people it used to be Gus Houskis. There's always that one kicker that people want to overreach for, and it just it makes me roll my eyes and go, come on, man, like you just, you can't do that for the sake of your depth on your bench. It's a terrible move. And I'll tell you what, I still like playing defense, but I I really have grown to enjoy the IDP aspect of it because it's another wrinkle. And I know some people don't like it, but it's kind of weird to me that football is so much less player depth to deal with in baseball. Yet, if you want to add a couple defensive players in, people freak out. Like you want to add five IDP players. It was like, oh, my God, how do I know? Like, why not? Let's it's a whole half of the game, Craig. I don't get it. It eliminates the simple uh, part of football, which is the problem. Everyone wants to be simple and they don't want to get it complicated. And I think that's why people just go to the kicker because they're they're used to that. Uh, but yeah, one of the kicker leagues, I have Butker on Kansas City, and he was like a beast last week. And yeah, well, uh, he's going to be a beast every week when they score 45 he, I mean, points. Uh, but he kicked a lot of field goals, too, man. He did. Um, he, I think so, didn't he? He ended up with 14 fantasy points. He, he kicked everything. And whatever was there, he kicked it. Yeah. So <laughs> and, it's like so my my. The partner in that league, like, oh, great call. We won. We won by a lot. I, I, I mean, ironically, as weird as it is, I won every fantasy league. I don't think this is the first time ever that's ever happened to me, winning in every league week one. And we're jumping up and down. And he's like, yeah, Butker, great pick. I'm like, no, not great pick, like lucky. And I wish, honestly, there wasn't a kicker in this league because we're going to lose in a week where some we're going to go against a kicker that's going to have a great week. It is not fun to play in those leagues. And I, I take no grace on having a great kicker and winning for sure. All right, uh, coming up next, 10 things that Joe Pizapia hates about uh, fantasy in week one. Uh, we're heading into week two. You can catch his column over at Fantrax. We thought we would bring that to our show. We'll do it next right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't, don't go away. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. 
Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Full-time fantasy. Derek Carr looked very good. Now, I still don't like him for fantasy. This is not a very good team. I think a lot of people expected the Raiders to be distracted with the whole issue with Antonio Brown going on, but it was the opposite. They were fired up, and Carr played well. 22 of 26, 259 yards. He was not sacked. He had time to throw. Again, not a great fantasy performance. Good from an NFL perspective, but not someone that I think is going to have a good year. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia as we continue to talk a little fantasy football this week. We are headed into week two, and you can catch a lot of Joe's work, by the way, over at Fantrax.com, a great website which we use, of course, for our college football fantasy league, and you can uh, check that out. John Lobb will be on our show tomorrow. We'll talk about the standings and how we did through the first week Uh, and second week of the college football season. But, Joe, I know that your uh, column was focused in on some things that you certainly are hating going into this week. I've been very clear I'm hating the whole Antonio Brown situation, so just insert that one there for me, uh, as it looks (laughs) like, at least according to a lot of reports uh, today that have been coming out since this morning, that the NFL is looking to indeed put him on the exempt list for this week. So that would be uh, obviously a nightmare, but the proper move probably for the NFL. Uh, okay, so 10 things you hate, Joe. Fire away. All right. Well, look, I wanted to create a safe place all year where everyone can filter their rage into this column because everybody writes all these things or what could be and all this stuff. Let's talk about the stuff that went wrong, the stuff that we hate, the stuff that pissed us off, because I think that's way more fun. So it's a little bit of fantasy football inside and a little bit of comedy. And I think those are always a good thing to combine. Number one for me, the Denver running back by committee. Hated that. Hate it. Hate it in every sense. I hate it. And I'm a Lindsay owner. I hate it for the Royce Freeman owners. I hate it for everyone across the board. It stinks. Like Adam said, you're just going to go cry. That's the first thing you do. The second thing I hate is the Texans offensive line. You pointed out yesterday, we talked about it at length. Man, this is not going to be good. Deshaun Watson is a brilliant quarterback. We need to keep him upright. We need to keep him healthy. You cannot have him getting sacked six times. That is unacceptable. You got to find some more ways to protect him. I don't know what's going on there. Bring in 12 more running backs in the backfield. Something's got to happen. Dalvin Cook was too good. He was too good. That's a third thing. He was so good that, man, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen really didn't get the shares that I want them to get. And I have a lot of Adam Thielen, and I want Adam Thielen to get more yardage. That's a problem for me. Number four was Winston, which you've already talked about. Number five was the Seahawks wide receivers. Oh, I hate it. I don't like it at all. It gives me... The Willies, man. I am not confident at all every week that Tyler Lockett can just catch that one ball and it's going to be a touchdown. I got real concerns this week against Pittsburgh as well. Number six, I want to see more Jimmy G with George Kittle. Yeah, I know some things got called back and all that stuff, but 
I still want to see it because Kittle was really good last year without Jimmy G, and I just want to feel safe inside. The thing I hated most of all probably was number seven, which is Malcolm Brown's not one but two touchdowns. It's pissed me right off, Craig. Not happy about it at all. I want Todd Gurley to have at least one of those. I think that will change this week against the Saints. It's a big game here. I cannot wait to watch that football game, especially the way things ended last year for the Saints. And uh, it's going to be a hot one, that's for sure. And look, they played each other last year in the season, and that was a hell of a game also this time. It's in the Rams territory, so we'll see how that goes. Number eight, Darius Guy's already being hurt. I just want the I want the kid to be able to play football. I hate it. I'm mad about it. I don't own a ton of shares, but I do want it. And there's a couple yeah. other ones on here too. So you'll have to go out there and check it out on Fantrax. Sure. Uh, yeah, HQ. I read it. I actually ironically uh saw you tweet it today. So I, I took a quick look at it. I wasn't surprised by seeing some of the stuff because we've talked about some of these things on the show. Sure. Uh in, in terms of guys. You know, and I and and you have the right uh, narrative there, and you have the right feeling there. But Joe, I do think it is time to move on. Like I, no, I, you I, you might be right. Well, the yeah. whole point I make in there in this piece is if he misses a month or so, that's a third of your regular season already down the tubes. It's, it's for over. various guys. It's, it's value. It, and where was right. he going? Mostly sixth, seventh round, eighth round. Uh, eighth round? Yeah, it varied. It varied. It, you know, it started to get a little hotter towards the end of the year when it looked like he was going. He was. Oh yeah. Know, the yeah. By the, by the way, if you go if you go back and and I did this yesterday, I don't. I think I was just randomly like because you can search Twitter and type in like guys' names and stuff like that. Uh, guys, there was like supreme optimism from him and the team, like going into the season. Yeah. Well, and, if you drafted late, you probably had to pay a higher price for guys. Yeah. So I mean, guys was, late drafting hurt you. Mm-hmm, yeah. It was it was going up, but. Unfortunately, this is one of those situations where you never want to throw like a career ending deal or like a Jarek McKinnon type thing on him. Uh, but you have to. I mean, I think you have to. I think he you hasn't even to. had Jarek McKinnon games yet. That's the sad. Yeah. Part. Yeah. And, and I and I've talked about him on the show about, you know, go when, when Fournette and remember, he played with Fournette at LSU. And yeah. I always thought that Geis would end up being the better fantasy guy. Because guys, Joe, never any health issues at all at yeah. LSU, and Fournette couldn't stay on the field, and guys couldn't get tackled, and he was slippery, and they'd give him the ball in the three, and they, oh, he stopped, he'd go right into the goal. How did he get in there? That was, and, and and again, watching the SEC like I do every week because they play against Florida and Alabama, I thought guys was going to be a monster, and going into last year too, um. I was like, I, w- I think I remember saying there's just no value because he's going so high. He's going to be a star. Everybody knows he's going to be a star and right after Barkley. He's the number. He's the guy right after Barkley. You want Darius guys. And now at this point, it is just sad, man. Yeah, it reminds me of a little like, uh, I mean, you'll, you'll know that you're a big college football game. And you'll remember Kajana Carter, you know, Penn State. Of course, was in the NFL, he was hurt yeah. from the beginning to the end. Kajana yeah. Carter was a number one overall. Number pick. one overall tore the ACL. And it was a, it was before the ACL surgery became what it is today. And I kind of wonder, you know, if Kajana Carter had been born in a different era, if he would have been able to rebound and you know, have the kind of seasons Adrian Peterson had after and a lot of these guys have after they tear their ACL. And, yeah. you know, this is this is unfortunate, but you're right. You know, when you go from a guy missing his first full season and then now missing a chunk of the second one, it's definitely a lot of concern. There's no doubt about that. Did you yeah. dr- would you drop him if you drafted guys? Is that where you are with him? Would I drop him? Um, you're just kind of stashing and waiting. Probably wait. Build up value. Probably wait. I, I think that if I got an IR notification of the 10 week thing, I think I would cut. Unless I had an IR slot in one of my leagues, we have an actual IR slot where where when you got when a guy gets put on the IR designated to return, you can do the same thing. 
So uh, that's the way that I would go. And I wouldn't rule him out for like year three. Like, I, you know, this his situation reminds me like a best case scenario for guys at this point would be the career of Garrison Hurst, where Garrison Hurst had a lot of uh, injury issues at the beginning of his career and then ended up going to a couple different teams and being successful. I, I could see that playing out for him, but I don't think 2019 is in the cards, unfortunately, for him. And, and look, we'll see this week with Washington which way they decide to go. If Peterson is even active, I don't know, maybe. And if he is, then maybe he's the guy. If not, is it Smallwood? I, I, it's a, Washington could head down a very bad trajectory pretty quickly because I don't think Keenum is going to do what he did every uh, this past week every week. I mean, he could end up having a big year if they can't run. But, uh, yeah, I, I got to say that I'd be out on him at this point. Um, you know, I alluded to this earlier. Have you been paying attention to any of these O.J. Simpson fantasy tweets? Have you seen? I've seen it. I saw when Andrew Luck went down. That was the last one I saw. But uh, yeah, I refused tweet- to follow O.J. Simpson on Twitter. Yeah, he he um <laughs> he last night uh, he 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 tweets like Sunday, like oh, like we should have played Jordan uh, the, the Jordan Howard, and like, but it's so crazy his double downs. Like it's he's you know he was like all in on uh you know antonio brown last night like saying you know i don't know i know antonio brown pretty well and i don't think that he could ever do anything like this it's like 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 the source, <laughs> I know criminals i'm oj simpson trust the sourcing me. <laughs> is is so crazy with this guy and it's and it's like it's laughable like you're seeing this stuff and at the end of every one of his tweets he's like i'm just saying but this guy joe has almost a million followers he's been on twitter for two months like a right million. he has a million followers watching him just you know Say stupid, like you know, there's a difference between having a million followers because they they respect you and a million followers because you're a joke. That's but still, I guess a million's a million. It's right? the fastest million I've ever seen. Like even Tom Brady when he joined Twitter didn't even come close. Yeah. This is the fastest million, uh, maybe <laughs> since LeBron James. I I can remember. I remember when LeBron joined probably seven years ago or something like that. Like that was a a fast one to a million. But yeah, it is it is nuts. And so when the videos, I don't follow them, but when the videos get posted, I definitely click on them. Like I, de- I definitely want to see what this guy is going to say. And uh, he's like the biggest fantasy football guy out there. Like he's so crazy about fantasy football. I never would have thought that. Um, okay, so before we uh, end this, and we'll have some exit velocity coming up soon. And I don't want to end the show completely, of course, on uh, morbid. But this is the uh, anniversary, Joe, of nine uh, eleven back in two thousand one. And it is absolutely worth mentioning to honor those people who lost their lives, both in New York and also, of course, in the uh, in the plane crashes that happened as well. Uh, and I always you know, talk to new people about this show. I don't think we've ever had this conversation as to where you were when uh, when this happened and kind of how you found out. So curious your uh, quick story on that. Uh, probably a little uh, closer than most. Um, uh, my father worked in the Trade Center my whole life. Uh, my dad is an architect for the Port Authority in New York, New Jersey. He retired about uh, 10 plus years ago now. And uh, he was um, he was there in 93. He was parking a car in the parking lot below the parking lot that exploded and he got out alive and he was heading into an elevator to work when the first plane hit the first building. And um, he was lucky both times. Very lucky. Um, He, you know, when he realized what it was, and what it was a plane, when he went outside to see what was going on, when he actually left the, the physical tower. He knew as an architect that the jet fuel in there was a bad thing. That was going to be a bad scene. So he got out of there right away. And uh, I was actually at the time in a play in Philadelphia at the Shakespeare Festival. And it was my day off. And I woke up to my mother screaming on the phone to me, crying and telling me, it's okay. He's okay. He's okay. I talked to him. He's okay. And I have no idea what's going on. 
I'm just like sleeping in that day. And uh, it was a pretty terrifying uh, day, you know, and very surreal. And I remember a couple of friends of mine all coming over and us just sitting there all day and watching the coverage and just, you know, really, really difficult stuff. And, and dealing with the aftermath too, of the, why me, why did I get out? Not other people. And then my dad actually worked as part of the people who uh, rebuilt the path station. He was one of the designers of that, uh, project. And, uh, he dealt, he went to a lot of the meetings, a lot of the families and the memorial and all that stuff. And it took a, a hard toll on him. Yeah, so, sure. um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was very difficult. And, um, and then eventually he just, you know, couldn't do it anymore and just got out and he's actually never been back. We've talked about, do you want to go down there and see you everything now that it's done, but we've never been back. And you know, that's now 18 years. So I don't know. It's, uh, I remember September 12th, and I remember how close we were as a country that day. And that was, uh, sure. I wish we get that feeling back and bottle it sometimes because now it's heartbreaking to me that the biggest threat to our country is domestic terrorism that we're, you know, killing each other. Like that is Crazy. horrendous. Yeah. yeah. That's where we've come 20 years later. And that's, a, that's not where we should be. Yeah. Well, certainly your story is a lot more heartfelt than mine. I was, uh, you know, in uh, Florida at the time, just basically living here and, and working and, and remember watching it on TV and speaking to my parents and, and them asking if they were watching it on television. Uh, but working for a TV show at the time, I guess that my transition was uh, less than a week later, the Dolphins played the Jets in New York and uh, I flew in and I was covering the Dolphins at the time. So I did fly in and went down to the site less than I believe it was a week later and um, and and saw everything that happened there and saw all the pictures of the people who were missing and all of that. And that's, uh, you know, certainly yeah. something that I'll never forget. But, yeah, I mean, your your story, obviously, well, you, you want to laugh. My my dad is a notorious breakfast guy, always a notorious breakfast eater, breakfast guy, always. He'd be the guy up in the morning. Hey, well, let's get his breakfast. And um, the reason he was a little later is because he stopped to get a muffin on his way. Otherwise, he would have been up at his office. And I think of that he'd worked at every different, you know, like I said, I'd been there, visited him at work a million times as a kid. And, you know, always remember looking up and just the majesty of those buildings. And he was working, I want to say up in the 90s at that time, somewhere around there. That was what floor he was on. So he was literally like in the like going to the elevator. And anybody knows the trade center. It's got an elevator that took you to like halfway. And then you had to transfer to other elevators mm-hmm. to get up to the next section. And, um, yeah, just literally walking into it, the whole thing shakes, everything stops, he gets out and that's it. So breakfast is always the most important meal of the day yeah, and no we're, very, about we're very lucky and sure. a lot of people were not so lucky, but, uh, no. you know, and, and unfortunately the aftermath of the people who cleaned up the place too, uh, having no, medical, uh, medical issues as well. Yeah. Still, um, well, listen, we honor those people today for sure on this show, September 11th, 2001, a day that we will uh, always honor and never forget. We'll be back with some exit velocity coming up next on Go Back. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now, my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. 
I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia Yes, it is time to end the show with a little exit velocity here on the program. It is Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. A lot of uh, big news in baseball and in football today. But I'm going to end this exit velocity with a subject completely off the grid. And this is our exit velocity segment. I feel the need, the need for speed. Exit velocity. Velocity. Well, my topic today, and I didn't get to see it live because I was out and about doing different things and working, hosting shows like Joe knows. But uh, the Apple event yesterday produced yet another iPhone. This is going to be iPhone 11 with uh, three little holes on the back of the camera that look like uh, an enhanced camera. And so, look, here, here's the thing with me and, and the phones. Now, I have been an iPhone user probably for about uh, almost a decade now, not going all the way back like some people are so proud of. I believe that I, I took over at about iPhone 5 or iPhone 6, but I will say this. I have I have no issue with those of you who are crazy fans when the phones come out, but really at this point, if there is not anything groundbreaking and you are a parent and you're buying your kids a phone, there is nothing wrong with doing the hand-me-down thing. I found that to be very productive and the phones work just as well provided they don't kill our batteries 
And uh, and I would ask you this, Apple, please uh, let my phone that I've had now for a year or two work a little bit longer before I have to invest again just because you guys have a new phone. Please don't go that route. That will do it for the show. Thanks again to Adam Ronis for coming on and our producer, Sean Guastamacchia. For my co-host, Joe Pizapia, I am Craig Mish. Full-time fantasy is coming your way next. We will talk to you guys tomorrow at noon. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.